Do you want me to do it? Okay. Yeah, yeah sure. I was about to say, I've okay. been doing it for the last two times in a row. You got a point. So you got to come up with Peralta's reason. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Nakama Podcast. I'm your host, Cruz, and I'm here joined with my co-host. Sal. And Peralta can't be here today because she's busy going goblin mode. Uh, <laughs> but uh, Thank Sal. Gosh, she doesn't listen. <laughs> Sal, uh, what have you been up to? Not going goblin mode. <laughs> But uh, not much. You guys haven't been here for the last couple of episodes. Yeah, you guys missed out on Kylie. You guys missed out on my my siblings. Well, well, I intentionally missed out on your siblings. Not that I dislike your siblings, but I felt that it would be better if the family dynamic played out on its own and I didn't interrupt, because then it would feel like we were on an episode of Maury. <laughs> it's like you are not the father wrong show bro <laughs> i would have instigated that shit too when <laughs> your <laughs> when your sister's like why did you used to break our toys i'd have been like yeah why <laughs> toys are expensive dude home milk broke like two or three of my game boys like game boy advance slash sp damn those were not cheap no my... i think it's a thing that a lot of people don't remember like even handheld handheld consoles back then were expensive like mm -hmm. like you look at like a fucking switch now that's you know it's both it's a home console and it's a portable console you look at it like 300 bucks and you're like oh damn that's a little steep but i mean it wasn't much less for something like a game boy when they came out Shit was exp that's the reason why we rented everything. Shit was expensive. Yeah. So to break two of them, how old was he? Little, like he said, he was little. Yeah, but like, was he like one or two, or was no, he like five? Like, probably yeah, probably like around five to eight. Oh, so then you were like what, fourteen? Mm -hmm. Never mind. I was gonna say five to eight year old can stand probably getting punched, but bro, I... by someone that much older, maybe not. I used to fight my sister all the fucking time. One of the Game Boys wasn't even mine. I fucking straight up just jacked this fucking kid. Well, then maybe you deserved that one. <laughs> <laughs> like, I lived in Idaho in an undisclosed location, and this kid was, like, showing me his Game Boys all in his games, and I was about to go to California, and I was like, that's pretty cool. And then his, like, brother, his mom came out, and, like, he wasn't supposed to have it because I think he was grounded. Mm -hmm. So he he dishes he ditched it behind his like apartment complex. Oh my god. And gosh. I'm like, if it's still there, I'm jacking this shit. And then I go back <laughs> and it's still there. And I fucking took that shit. Took it with me to California and I already had the lie like, oh bro, I didn't want to leave it there. Uh so that's why I just brought it with me so you knew it was safe. And then that's if he asked. Homeboy never, never asked, asked for it. No. And I never been like, Hey, what happened to your Game Boy? I mean, I can understand why he wouldn't have asked, though. Yeah. Because you leave something outside, like, this guy has a chance. You go outside and you see it's gone. You're like, well, yep. you know, it was outside. That's a little on me. Mm -hmm. It's like when kids get their bikes stolen. It's like, hey, you didn't put them away. So you leave them lying down on the grass, you know, the front lawn. Someone might come by and take them. Mm -hmm. Doesn't make it okay for them to do it, but it is a risk you accept. You snooze, you lose. Fighters, <clears throat> keepers. Or that. Or, or that could be the way that you look at it, yeah. <laughs> Homeboy had both Dragon Ball Z games. Damn. The RPG ones. Damn. Mm -hmm. No Dragon Ball Z Budokai Tenkaichi 2? No, I think that wasn't it was on that. <laughs> Legacy of Goku 1 and 2. Yeah. Which weren't bad games for Game Boy Advance games. No, not really. I didn't have a Game Boy Advance. I used to borrow my cousins all the time. 
But damn, I had two advances: the purple one that's see through, and then that's two the SPs. He had. And then he had um, yeah, SPs the one that would like flip up, mm-hmm. right? Like yeah, he had one of those too later on because he was one of those kids that would get like the new thing whenever it would come out. And uh, we were very pobre, so we did not. But every time I go to my aunt's house, I'd be like, let me borrow it. And I'd just play it while I was there. And then before I left, I'd give it back because I'm not a thief. Right. Can't (laughs) believe people out there be stealing shit. (laughs) No, I know for a fact I've stolen shit before. I just don't remember what it is, so it couldn't have been that important. I know one time I stole, uh, when I was like maybe like four, I stole like a little red bouncy ball from the Kmart while my parents were getting the, the Kmart fried burritos back when they used to do that. And then I went home, and then I was playing with it. And then my mom was like, where did you get that? And then I was like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> she drove me back to the Kmart and made me give it back to them and apologize. She was embarrassing. Damn. Other than Moke dropping both of Because I had both SPs. I had the regular one and then the one with the brighter screen. He fell into the river yeah. with it. My Game Boy Advance Did he SP. fall into the river? Yeah. Was he pushed? <laughs> no, he fell. Okay, okay. <laughs> and it wasn't like a huge river. It was like a... Extreme. Like a but like, could you swim in it? No, it was not that deep. It was, was, pro- it was probably up to your knees. Yeah, it's like a crick. The milk was like little, and we jumped from one side to the other. Uh, we were doing the Huckleberry Finn shit. And why he why didn't did you let him it. hold on to he, it while you did it? He had that shit in his pocket. Okay. And he saw me and Pistachio do it, and he's like, I can do it too. And he, and he do doesn't get halfway. <laughs> And then I was like, my Game Boy. And my mom was like, I'll buy you another one. And I never got it. Damn. The same like the one time I went to Mexico and I had the, the Heelys. Yeah. But it wasn't the Heelys. It was the ones that came out first, the ones that had two rollerblades. Mm-hmm. And you press the little button. For whatever reason, we took those to Mexico. You and my, take nothing good to Mexico, bro. And then my cousins wanted it. Mm-hmm. And my mom was like, give them to your cousins. They're less fortunate. They're in Mexico. Yeah. We'll buy you more when we go back to the I States. I hated that shit. And I was like, I guess. It's like, Mom, I'm less. I'm eating spam out of a can. I'm less fortunate. No. <laughs> I never got some again. Sometimes I still think back to that cousin. If I ever saw him, if I remembered, I'd be like, you better enjoy that. I don't even know why he wanted it. They live in the fucking desert ass place they could own got concrete <laughs> god damn it well no they could probably do some sweet uh some sweet healy shit around the town well yeah <laughs> probably just that i don't know but no that but, was the uh, thing growing up for me too that was the first time i got in a plane i think the first handheld console i ever got was the 3ds and i bought it for myself as an adult man before that i was just borrowing people's shit i guess technically i would steal jacob's handhelds because I would take them without asking, but then he'd be like, yo, bro, have you seen it? And I'd be like, yeah, I'm playing Pokemon. I'll give it back to you uh, when I see you next weekend. And then he'll be like, fuck you. All right, fine. Just yeah. don't override my save. And it's like, don't worry, bro. I'm not. This shit is staying plugged into the wall the whole time. <laughs> this thing is not turned. I remember one time I turned it off on accident and just didn't start playing it again. I was so distraught because I didn't save anything because it would override his game. And I'm not an asshole. Speaking of games that you you've been playing, you've been playing Cult of the Lamb. Yeah, I bought that shit yesterday. I've played maybe like I don't know, maybe like two hours of it. That shit's good. Mm-hmm. Big fan. It won best indie game. I think so. Yeah, I dug it. That was, yeah, 
I mean, Devolver always does really good games. Yeah. I don't think I've ever played a shitty one. No, not to my knowledge. Although I can't say that I, you know, I haven't even played close to all of them. But of what I've played, they've all been pretty good. So you read uh, Guillermo del Toro's Hollowed Ones, Cruz? Yeah. So that was a real book, but we didn't read it. And well, I actually own it physically, yeah. but we did it on Audible. Mm-hmm. I liked Audible it. book. I thought it was. I thought it was fine. You bought it for you and Jen. Mm-hmm. So I guess to, to get it out of the way, Hollow Ones, that one's about this cop lady who goes to the, like the scene of like a murder. Yep. And her partner dude ends up getting into like a fight and so he gets killed at some point. Uh, and then uh, the FBI does an investigation and is like, hey, we're investigating you. Are you fucking your, your partner? Yeah. And then she's like, no, he was just the homie. And then she hears of an old black cop who dealt with some stuff that might have sounded similar back in, like, the 50s? Mm, yeah. 50s, 60s, somewhere around there? And then she, she finds him, and he's like, yo, there's this lot in the middle of New York City that has one mailbox on it. No keyholes, nothing, nothing else about it. It's just this big old mailbox. Uh, do a very specific thing with this letter. Write it out to a guy named John Blackwood. You want to have it in the right color envelope, the right size. You go, you drop it off. He'll get back to you. He'll help you out with this case. And then she goes back home, and there's a British dude sitting on her couch. And he looks like the dude from Ratatouille. He does not look like the dude from Ratatouille. I don't the even know. Critic. I don't even know where you're getting that description from because I think the book is just like, oh, he's he's like he he's appears to be lanky. in his late thirties. He's slender. Um, they don't say lanky. They say slender, but slender is like just that's just like a, a thin dude. Like I'm not expecting him to be spider like. Like the fucking <laughs> critic in, in Ratatouille. Dude, that's what he looks like. And they say, also say he's like late 30s, and that dude is like minimum in his 50s. Minimum. I don't, I don't think so. I'm pretty sure he was younger. No. Bro. Because it seemed like he was a contemporary of his the flash, chef. His flashback dude. had color. <laughs> okay. You, you know, in the, in the <laughs> early times of America, they didn't have color TVs. Right, okay, but even if his flashback was in color, that can still put him at anywhere between, like, 1967 and now. <laughs> like, he still could have been that age in the 70s. And if he was, like, he, he was, like, fucking 11 in that flashback, if he was 11 in 1970. Well, so 11, he looked like he was, like, 8. Okay, well, let's say he was 8. Then 1962, uh, he'd be 60 now, that movie came out about 15 years ago, so he was about 45, which is still pretty old. Which is the the dude from the book that we read. No, the book, they clearly say he's like, he appears to be like mid to late 30s, which is just Juan. <laughs> Both Juan and Armando are in their mid to late 30s. They do not look as old looking <laughs> as that critic does. It's because he's lanky, bro. And it's not like they take care of themselves that well either. <laughs> Just because they're lanky, the guy from Ratatouille. But no, uh, she she meets this British dude who just appears in her house, and he's like, "I'm gonna help you." And she's like, "Get out of my house!" And he's like, "You called me to help you." And she's like, "Who the fuck are you?" And then he's like, "You called me to help you." And then she's like, "I'm gonna call the police." And then he's like, "You called me to help you." And she's like, "What are you doing here?" And then he's like, "You called me to help you." The rest of that chapter goes like that, just the whole time, just. Him being like, bitch, you asked for me. <laughs> you don't get to be surprised that I'm here. 
you put a letter in a unmarked mailbox in a random lot because some old black dude told you some ghost shit happened and you need to contact me. Did you think you were getting like a lawyer? The thing that I never understood about stories where something supernatural is happening and the main character is supposed to be this real person. Yeah. I've never understood why they're so like, I can't believe what's happening in front of me. How did you just walk through this wall? And the guy's like, well, this is why. And she's like, I can't believe it. And it's like, bro, you uh, you saw me do it. I explained it to you. The only thing that I can think of where the main, not even the main character, but one of the side characters who's supposed to be this real person's regular Joe mm -hmm. accepts everything they're seeing is the guy from uh, Fantastic Beast. The side yeah. character, the human. He's the only one that's like, fuck yeah, I don't know what the fuck you did, but I'm down. Yeah. And the wizard bro's like, doesn't this freak you out? He's like, nah, bitch. I've been I've been wanting this. Mm -hmm. There's never been like and he's uh, he's wanted to be the wizard thing the entire time. Well, other books that do this shit which is like, I can't believe this is happening. How is this happening? My mind just got shattered. They yeah. never just been like Okay, I saw one weird shit. This guy's consistent with it. I'm going with it. Like, if I was that person, and I was like, yeah, we can do all this voodoo shit. And I'm like, okay. Yeah, you would not be able to to not convince me. Right? Like, if I saw, like, a ghost crawl out of some dude's mouth, and then some British dude was like, hi, I'm basically the devil. I'm John What's up? Constantine. Uh, I'm, I'm, here to, I'm here to help. And then it was like, bullshit. And then he was like, Boo, spooky ghost shit. I'd be like, all right. It's like, who do this, you voodoo, This bitch? checks out. <laughs> which was, which, I'd be a little concerned I was making a contract with Satan. Other than that, I'd be fine. Yeah, which I thought was funny because at the time I was telling Brittany about, so we were talking about some voodoo shit, and I was like, because I was reminded of Dead Island. Yeah. The, who do you voodoo, bitch? And I was like, you know what? I see this shit all the time. It would be interesting to learn more about it. And she's like, yeah, but if you do, you might be bringing that bad shit to you. And I was like, guess you got a point. Maybe I shouldn't look into this voodoo shit. And then I got those Cthulhu cards. And then we were talking about the book, and I was yeah. like, huh, something's telling me maybe I should do this voodoo shit. See, the way that I've, like, speaking on that stuff, the way that I've always understood that wasn't like, oh, if you look into it, something bad's going to happen to you because you looked into it. I always just assumed it was like, something bad is going to happen to you because you're going to you're gonna find out about the way things already are. Like... Like, it's not that it's going to make you go crazy or anything because you're going to be privy to some new information. It's going to be information that was there all along you just didn't notice before. So I don't think you would necessarily attract any unwanted attention that wasn't already coming your way. I think you'd just be aware. It'd be like, oh, okay, I now found out that I am on some train tracks and I should move. Not that I would be placed on the train tracks by doing so. Yeah, but then it also comes down to if you didn't know about it, then you wouldn't be in the bad things for it. Like uh, your your favorite anime of 2022, uh, Murayoko-chan, who can all of a sudden start seeing ghosts. And she's like, damn, liked a lot better when I didn't see these ghosts. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying is they were still there and they were still doing things to people. People were still dying because of them. She just didn't know. Uh -huh. So I think that is... That is my understanding of it. It's just you would, you'd be able to be more aware of it, you know. So the bad thing was still going to happen to you, just now you can see it happening. But anyway, yeah, Hollow Ones is basically just that. This is the first part, yeah, of a series. Uh, the Gail del Toro and Chuck Green. Chuck Green, yeah, same guys who did the Strain. The strain. And then also Guillermo del Toro once again coming up on the show. Mm -hmm. 
I like that, dude. Yeah. This this book definitely has some of the same problems as the first Strain book did. For me, I don't. You didn't read it, did you? Nope. I only watched a TV show. There's a like first book for the Strain is just like here's our main character, here's what he does, here's our side character, here's what they do, here's the bad thing, here's what they do, here's the big bad thing, here's how they control everything, blah 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 blah. Now we're on the last three chapters. The story can begin. This Hollow Ones felt a lot like that. Yeah, and. That goes back to what we were saying about I don't I hate when main characters are like I can't believe the the strain homeboys is mm-hmm. like, like I'm a scientist there's no things as vampires and then it's like oh shit I might have released a plague of vampires and he's like but they're not vampires actually they're this thing and it's like if it quacks like a duck it's a duck I mean also just like the audacity in saying there's nothing like a vampire is incorrect there are multiple things like vampires mosquitoes vampires. Yeah. Uh, vampire bats famously are named after the thing they're very much like vampires. Uh, horses, hummingbirds, <laughs> butterflies. Those are all vampiric. Butter, you know, I get what you're saying with butterflies because they do suck nectar out of plants, and I guess you can, you can and say that. Blood. There's been like multiple times where people have been like, I have this gash in my arm. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. And yeah. the butterflies sucking it. Should I be afraid? It's probably just sugar. That's probably just people who have diabetes and didn't know. But, like, what the fuck does a horse have to do with anything? Because sometimes they'll come up to you and bite you. <laughs> you, you know, I guess. <laughs> but, no, there are plenty of things that are, like, vampires. In any case, hollow ones. Um, Give it a solid uh, 6 out of 10. I was going to say 6 out of 10, too. I'm interested to see where it's going to go. The first book, again, like The Strain, is just a whole lot of setup. And that made me... The first, I don't know, three quarters of that book, I was kind of like, all right, where are we going? When they start actually setting up the cool shit, I was like, all right, I'm down. I'm down for whatever comes next. The problem is it's just it comes way too late in the book. (laughs) Another thing that we've been doing together in a homoerotic way is playing Nike, the goddess of victory. Yes, Nike, goddess of victory. It's a mobile game by Shift Up. Yep. Yeah, uh, which I believe is a subsidiary of Tencent, which explains the reason why you can't see full-on boobies or ass. Yeah, so I've I've heard about this game earlier this year, and I was already hyped for it because the promotion for it and all the hype was, look how lewd this game is. Look mm-hmm. at all the jiggle. Look at all the camel toe. To be fair, there's a lot of jiggle and there's camel toe. There's still a toe. lot of, yeah. And um, yeah, people were hyping this game up earlier this year, and I was like, already, I'm on board. And again, I learned about it back in March when people were talking about it, because yeah. that's when they first did their first uh, pre-beta shit yeah. that I did not get invited for this time. And then when it finally came out, I told you to try it out, and just surprisingly, you've been getting hella good luck with your Jewish Meat magic. Fuck yeah, dude. With your Jewish magic. Just just SSR after SSR after SSR, bro. Yeah. Like, I got a roll that had, like, three of those in there. Yeah, I think I've only got one with two, and that was from the social one. Damn. Not even, like, I the I still haven't gotten one. good shit from the social ones. The social one's the only one I've done, like, been... three social rolls so far, and SRs, no SSRs. Yeah. But overall, this, this game is about a uh, dystopian future where uh, mechs... AI? Well, so so basically what happens is humans are driven underground by, like, alien robots. Yeah. So Uh, then we developed uh, these uh, Nikes. Our own robots. I believe the implication is using similar technology. 
Probably. Well, I don't know. I stopped uh, paying attention to the story once you killed Chatterbox, which is one of the big bosses early yeah. the early game. Yeah. It seems to be the implication is that we probably humanity probably killed a couple of those things and we're like, oh, these function real weird. So let's try to copy some of what they're doing, but make them look more human, okay. so that way they can integrate properly. Yeah, they all and look like get human women. You're like, it sounds like there might be dude ones. Well, but I don't know. The, f- you, the only, you only other see women. Yeah, the only other dude that you see in the game is the fucking arena dude. Other than the commander, no, the arena and the commander. Yeah, yeah, the commander. Yeah, we're gonna just talk about the star before we talk about the, the yes. other shit. But yeah. Uh, you are a commander, bro. You're a rookie. It kind of just seems like you woke up and you're like, I guess I'm a commander now. Yeah. You will know. You wake up being like, I don't remember anything about my life. And they're like, oh, by the way, you're you're this person. All this stuff you has happened. Introduced to yeah. Ralphie. Yeah, Raffy. Rappy. Rappy Ennis. That's that's the one with the, the boobies that bother me because it's like you should see nipple. There's another one, dude. Be... There's another one. There's a girl who's sucking on a, a fucking uh, ice pop, and and she's doing a, a thing where she's like airing out her shirt because it's supposedly hot or whatever. You should be able to see nips in that one. Mm-hmm. Those those nips got to be real way high up. Yeah, and then uh, you get this other robot that was like grossly really into you and then she's corrupted and then you take her down you have to shoot her in the head yeah and um from there it's yeah when you meet the commander who looks like a dude straight out of fucking gundam Mm -hmm. and it bothers me that all of so all of the art in this game is real nice except for when it comes to the eyes and the mouths because you can clearly tell that they made the template and then they just well actually i think animated this i found out how shit it the the system that they're using to make the animations uh, for these characters is live two D. The same thing you mm-hmm. see VTubers use. Yeah, and they have to do that in order to to make it function. So so the eyes and the mouth and all that stuff they're on different layers than the faces. Mm-hmm. And if you don't like if you don't get the tweening like perfect, you get what sometimes looks like a face floating on top of yeah. Uh, uh, face. The commander always has like those smoky I wanna fuck you eyes which is real weird to me. Mm-hmm. And he's always looking in exactly the same direction. Like he can look at you or he might be aroused too yeah. much. It's a little bit weird. Mm-hmm. But uh, great character designs. The way the game plays is basically like a mobile version of like a time crisis. Mm-hmm. You uh, you duck uh, and then occasionally you poke your head out to shoot at things that are shooting at you. I feel like they could have use the cover mechanic a lot better instead of just tapping the character that you want to go into cover then yeah i feel like they really needed to emphasize that because i forgot about that cover system until i I I don't even use it yeah you need to do it before the boss fight that i just finished the one for chapter seven Mm -hmm. where the dude shoots the big laser and it stuns everyone if you get into cover then you don't get stunned uh, I just level up my dudes until uh, they're strong enough that they can just tank shit and keep shooting. Yeah. And like sometimes I'll I'll win and like I don't know three out of the five there are dead, but I won and it's fine and I don't use the cover mechanic really because yeah. it's not this is one that useful. Of, like I was telling you earlier, this is definitely still going towards the shift where gotcha games are going where the salmon system isn't a thing. Yeah. You can play as much as you want, but 
you can only get so far unless you start paying money yeah. to get further, which I've liked. But then again, a lot of these new gacha games have gone away from the stamina system. Yeah. Or they made it to where there's no point in the stamina system because they give you so fucking much of it. Raid does that, yeah. Yes, the Seven Mortal Sins does that. With Raid, you get like thousands and thousands of stamina out of, I think it's like, I don't know, like 75 or something. Mm-hmm. I've never, I've been playing that game for no joke, like four years now. I've never once even come close to running out of stamina. Same. They could update it tomorrow and get rid of the stamina system and it would change nothing about the way I play the mm-hmm. game. Yeah, so I, I like how it's going in that direction. Also, for me, it doesn't seem as generous as some of the other gacha games because, again, I just get nothing but dupes, but that could just be my shitty ass luck. I feel like it's your luck because I've been getting, like, hella good shit, dude. And then um, the other thing that I don't like about this one, just for the mechanics it uses, is it could do a lot better explaining the synergies with uh, different Nikkei's. Like, it just kind of tells you, like, oh, yeah, choose, you know, these ones. And, yep. you know, from there, just figure it out. And it's just, like... It will tell you, too, where it's, like, oh, you don't have, like, a like a little red sentence will pop up in, like, the corner when you pick your characters. Uh, where it'll say, like, oh, you don't have, like, fucking level two synergy or something. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, cool, you're telling me I don't have it. I don't know how to make it have yeah. it. But I know I don't have yeah, it. Yeah, like, it doesn't explain to you that not only do your characters matter... The typing of the character, the weapon that they're using, and then what level of burst that there is. Because mm-hmm. you could just have a bunch of threes, and it's like, well, why can't I ever use my skills? And it's like, well, you need a level uh, one burst and a two burst to get to that three. Mm-hmm. And I don't like how they don't explain it that well. Or yeah. if they do, they needed a better explanation for it. And then I also don't like how the outpost system is so far you you need to get to start to get to level uh chapter seven and eight before you can actually start utilizing everything built so many things in the in the outpost but yeah you're chapter 10 yeah that's i think there's only 20 chapters as of right now i built so many things my only gripe with it is that you get like so so when you build these buildings in your outpost um if you have the right nikes for those buildings Special events will pop up, and when you use or go through these special events, you get bonuses, you know? Usually some gems or uh, some of those, like, uh, things you use to make them like you more. Sometimes it's just money, whatever. You get three of those a week. Mm -hmm. So, like, right now, I have, like, eight different things going on in my outposts that I can address, except I can't because I have to wait until the week is over, which, I mean, by our recording... Right now is tomorrow or Monday, one of the two. No, I think resets Tuesday. Is it? I think resets Tuesdays. Okay. Well, then I have to wait for that before I can get three of those off. And then maybe some more won't pop up by the next week. Mm-hmm. And I can, but if it keeps popping up like that, I'm never going to be able to get through them. Yeah. Because there's just, there's just not enough. And that. And that's the other thing I don't like about this game is how stingy it is. But that's something the player base has been complaining to them. It's like, bro, you know, we need to be able to get more shit to upgrade our characters. Because, yeah, a lot of people get to chapter 12 and a lot of them stop there because yeah. at that point they got to wait. There's only a couple of people or not a couple, but there's only 
a handful that could actually get past that that are at level eight the chapter 18 and they're doing like the end end the game stuff and yeah. it's like well the end game so far stuff yeah and it's like not everyone's gonna drop money on this game like yeah. i barely put the five dollars to get the the 30 day login i did the thing. same thing too yeah i didn't tell you that i did it because i was like uh this son of a bitch is gonna give me shit but no i <laughs> i did that too yeah no, I barely did it. The other when I told you, I was like, "God, I had no clue." And you're like, "Yeah." And it's like, "No, I could have done it like the me. day beforehand." <laughs> you could have told me before, but um, yeah, the characters look nice. Characters just... look nice. I think there's a lot of variety. They finally added a new character that's actually an SR and not just an SS. They all of them have been SSRs, but for oh, the Christmas the bear event, one? yeah, the bear one. Yeah, we all is got an SR. her. We all got her for day three. Yesterday, yeah. But um. The characters are cool. I, I I like that they do try to do like an individual story for each one. Mm-hmm. I like the gameplay style. Like it it the actual like aspect of playing the the missions is fun for me. Mm-hmm. Overall, I, I I do like it a lot. There are some you know some gripes I have here or there. It could give you a little bit more rewards. Yeah, I think if that was that's the, my only complaint is that. Everything in it, it's simple enough that you can just go fucking brain dead mode and just be like, these are my strongest. Mode, yeah. And then that's it. But then there's also complexity where it's like, all right, I might not have all the characters that I want, but the ones that I have, I can specialize to get further ahead of said. Well, people. if you want to do the, uh, like the, the individual faction towers, you do still mm-hmm. have to focus on ones yeah. you probably normally wouldn't. So you can beat those, which mm-hmm. I do like. The only thing is that, like, I'm constantly either. Either I I'm really high up on my experience points, but don't have enough money mm-hmm. to level up my characters more, or I have a shit ton of money and not nearly enough experience stuff. So like, I get that they may be trying to limit what you get out of your like reward system right now, because really, like, there are a few Nikes you can unlock. There's not a whole lot. No. Uh, it just came out, so maybe they're trying to limit early on so that way people don't get everything too quickly, and yeah. there's you know it keeps you into it a little bit more. But it also does sort of limit your ability to move past certain points in the game. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know the first the first few days, I was able to burn through like a few you know chapters because it was like okay, all the stuff stacking up against each other, I can I can get my characters to a level that is high enough doing all this that i can keep going i hit a point now where it's like okay i can level up this character enough that maybe i can get through like five missions before i hit another wall have to wait like a day or two and then maybe knock out another five like it's now i'm at a point where it is slow going and so i can see how maybe by the time i hit like 11 or 12 i'm gonna be like ah Mm-hmm. I'm waiting a couple days to get through this thing. Yeah. They just need to give out a little bit more uh, resources or make it so you can get some more Yeah, without having to pay. And Did then also, see? they have that union thing there, but it's not really doing anything yeah, so far. Yeah, nothing yet. But, um, yeah, overall, I like this one. I, oh, yeah, fuck yeah. Again, I was hyped for it earlier this year. A lot of big old boobies, a lot of ass shaking everywhere. Mm-hmm. A lot of, a lot of, unfortunately, I mean, I'm not a big fan of lollies. There's a lot of them no. too. Unfortunately, I have to have one on my team. Was it litter? No, the I don't know. The dog? No. It's the one the with the white hair 
that's really thick and it goes all the way down like it's really long she kind of looks like a child they picked up off the street but um because she's the only one that i have that i pulled two of and so i can get her past level 80 so i can get everybody past yeah i level 80 I, the synchro system i i fucking reset everyone that i had that was a ssr and started just leveling up my srs because yeah. all of them are already max so i can at least get to 120 because i i had two copies of yang so i can at least know i can so she can still be leveling up until yeah. 120 and then after that i gotta all that swap her out but uh, from the new uh the new thing that they're doing the christmas one i did get like three of the the new girl the what is it well it's it's She's been in the game, Rupee, but it's like they gave her like a whole ass new character for this instead of just a skin, which is what I assumed it might have been. But no, it's a whole ass new character. Well, that's a that's what a lot of these do. Like the yeah. other one that I play, Silver Mortal Sins. Yeah, Lucifer is the main one, but she has the swimsuit version, which I have. There's the Christmas version that I have. There's the Gunslinger version that I have. <laughs> the Silver Mortal Sins game is a lot more generous, and that's yeah. the one that I prefer to play the most. Yeah. No, but like with this one, like I, I have her to a point where like individually I can level her up to like things like one sixty or something like that. Mm-hmm. I just really nobody else that I can do that with. No, but um, it's a solid game. I really like it. And and mm-hmm. if it's, you know, if you're somebody who's into mobile games, you like sort of the Time Crisis series. You like looking at ass. This should be right up your right up your alley. Yeah, no, I was even telling you that I logged into my my own personal Instagram and the cosplayers that I follow there. Yeah, are all doing Nikkei cosplays, and it was real weird because it's like I haven't seen this game talked about anywhere else other than a little bit of YouTube and then the Gotcha subreddit. Yeah, and a lot of the time it's just them complaining, but that's just because that whole subreddit likes to complain about everything. Yeah, they complain they're like this game isn't free to play, and it's like yes it is. You can get pretty far with just the purple units. Yeah, in in fact. Up until like a couple days ago, I had, I still have like Rappy, and then do she still the, on my team? The little shotgun girl, what's her name? Uh, Neon. Neon, there we go. Yeah. On my team because they were, they were handling shit just fine. Mm-hmm. It, I just I got SSRs that were better now. <laughs> mm-hmm. But no, I mean, and I made it to like fucking nine with with those two on my team. Like you can get pretty far, mm-hmm. not paying for anything. Yeah, but overall, this one's good. I like it. Give it like a, give it like an eight out of ten. Mm-hmm. Solidly recommend. To Vince, actually, yeah. To Vince, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I told him about it. So moving on to the, the animes we were actually supposed to go over a week ago from this recording that we didn't do. Uh, actually, we didn't even talk about which ones were going first. Beast Tamer. Yeah, let's do Beast Tamer first. So we're gonna talk about Beast Tamer first. Uh, this is, a, uh, if you've played or if you've watched i got kicked out of the heroes guild the heroes party and now i'm a pharmacist i think that's the title of it or some something similar to that you kind of already seen this where the main character rain gets kicked out of the party that he's in because uh his party members think that he's useless because he's a beast tamer and the only thing good he's useful is to scout things out and to carry all the shit so they kick him out, and he's like, all right, I guess I'm just going to go be my own adventurer. So he goes out, joins the Adventurer's Guild, and the the guild arm there was actually surprised that he took it seriously. And she's like, you're the only person that's actually 
try to learn the fundamentals about being an adventurer. He goes out to prove himself and he takes out some goblins, which I felt kind of bad because those goblins just kind of just kind of chilling. Like, sure, they were eating some dude's vegetables, but they weren't yeah. going goblin mode. Yeah, they didn't really paint them as like vicious monsters. No, they were like pests. Yeah. Like, 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 uh, just like something you would take care of if you're opossum. a varminter. Yeah, yeah. You're just a possum just running like, around. Oh, gotta go, gotta go pop a couple of raccoons with mm-hmm. my BB gun. They keep stealing all our lettuce. Yeah, so I kind of feel bad for them because they're just like again, hanging out, mm-hmm. not not doing just the stuff from Goblin Slayer. They were just chilling, mm-hmm. and, and then start stabbing them. Yeah, and then he hears a a, a girl cry. Uh, he he tries to go save. I don't know why he's a beast tamer. He said it was a D ranking uh tiger thing. He didn't even try to be like. Let me see if I can control you. Yeah. He just was just like, like stab. And it and he's like, I guess this is where I die. But it turns out the girl that he saved is this this uh, cat girl. She's she, a, they call it a cat spirit. Yeah, and she but does a, a a sick axe kick to its spine and just dies. Mm-hmm. And then he makes a pact with her. And uh, I watched this dubbed. So uh when the girls started talking it kept it kept bothering me because I've like I've I've heard you somewhere else before and I already had a feeling it's like sounds like someone from horror me and I was like I don't think it's horry no so I'm like I just get I just kept listening and listening he's like what yeah god damn it so then I look it up and then when I as soon as I see the name Remy and it's like yep that's why mm-hmm. and I was like this is why I find you annoying <laughs> it's because it's the annoying girl from horror yes, yeah fuck yeah. That girl talks to herself in the third person, which is already weird. Yeah. But um, this anime is, you're just safe uh, fantasy. Like, he just starts doing adventuring stuff. Yeah. The thing that I did somewhat like is it does, you know, cut to the B-plot, which is the old party he was in. And they're kind of figuring out, I was like, you know what? Rain was actually pretty good, you know, for as useless as the Beast, which I don't understand why the Beast Tamer class would be useless. They're like, he... He was able to manipulate hella animals, and he yeah, was able to they, do all of these cool shit. They like hire a new guy, and they get mad at him because you can only tame one beast at a time. And they're like, "Why don't you tame like a hundred of them?" And he's like, "Are you kidding? No one can do that. That's so difficult. That's even the experts can't do anything like that." And the lady's like, "Huh? Your homeboy used to have like five hundred sheep at once." Yeah, the other that's thing nuts. That I don't understand is they kicked him out for being a beast tamer, and then they go pick up another, another beast, beast tamer. tamer like, yeah. What? Yeah, that doesn't make sense. Doesn't, not at all. Also, you figure like even if it was like, oh, okay, this guy can only control like, you know, fifty sheep at once. Fifty sheep stampeding could probably do quite a bit of a damage. Yeah, at like ten good, cows. Like a, at least a good distraction. Yeah, get like ten cows, run it like a, a group of people. You you might not kill everybody. You might not even kill most of them, but you're going to fuck them up a little bit. Yeah. Again, a good meat shield. Yeah. But yeah, uh, he ends up meeting a dragon girl as well in the third mm-hmm. episode. and um, Second episode. Oh, no? Second episode was a dragon girl, third episode. Uh, I forget. It was a... Pretty sure the third episode is the dragon girl. No, second episode is the dragon girl. I'm like 90% sure because I uh, watched it this morning. I'm like ninety percent sure the dragon girl was met in the, the the very end of the second episode, 
because the first episode he picks up the cat girl, second episode he picks up the dragon girl, and then the third episode they're at like a cafe for like a part of it. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure it's I the could third. be wrong because I saw this a I, while I, ago. I feel but like I'm I'm like ninety nine percent certain the dragon girl is the second episode. Episode three, another ultimate species. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Episode two's comrades. Episode two is the episode where they. No, episode three is the one where he runs into his old group. No. Yes. No. Because the dragon girl's already there. She fights. You might have watched episode four, because episode three is where he meets the dragon girl. Episode two is where him and the the cat girl uh, take out the bandit. You know what? I'm I saw right. episode four, Dragonoid Power, on accident. Mm-hmm. So I watched four, not three. I didn't. Oh, no. I also saw five. I think so, five is what I'm remembering. Beast Tamer so, versus Hero. So this is clearly your favorite one. They had the Dragon Girl, like I was telling you, that he meets in episode three. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's pretty cool. Uh, she gets taken out by a bunch of birds, which I thought was pretty yeah. funny. Uh, this one, the tone for it is a fantasy, and it kind of borders not really dark, but kind of like edgy at sometimes with the old party mates. Yeah. And um, this is definitely someone who enjoys harems and monster girls. So like something for Vince, because Vince really liked monster girls. But they also, they're, it's not like super horny or anything. No. Well, from what I saw, not yet. I don't know if it's going to get that far. I don't think it be tonally it doesn't feel like it it feels like if it started to it'd be a little bit odd that it didn't happen earlier yeah uh again i watched this shit dubbed um it was sort of annoying and amusing that the cat girl remy from horamia kept using cat puns yeah as frequently as she did like it really i was a lot of times like really bro come on dude damn Mm mm-hmm but overall, I thought this one was okay. Yeah, it was fine. I give it like a six. Peralta says, Beast Tamer, useless Beast Tamer, gets kicked out of the hero's party and decides to be his own adventurer. Rain re- seems like a hopeless cause till a cat spirit sparks join him and makes a contract with him. The new Tamer, uh, the old party, the old hero party realizes they got a crappy person. Rain kicks ass and tames a dragon, and the hero team... Is sucking now. It feels it is a feel good show. It wasn't bad, and you just want Rain to give it his best. A six out of ten. Nothing sparking, but not bad. Yeah, pretty pretty similar, I guess, to what okay. I was thinking. Yeah, there's nothing bad about it, really. No. It's just it's just, just not a very, my thing. Uh, safe uh, fantasy with monster girls. Yeah. And it next one up is villainous. I am the villainous. So so um. Taming, taming the, the final boss yes yes which uh is a uh, is part of the otome uh gaming series that is popular for whatever reason well an otome game isn't a series it's a it's a kind of game it's like a um think of like those visual novels that are for girls mm-hmm. that are just about like hey do you want you playing this main character do you want her to end up with hot guy a or hot guy b mm-hmm. uh, this one is it gave me fucking hard flashbacks to the other one that we did earlier this year of the 
Uh, you talking trapped about, um, in a dating sim. Trapped in a dating sim. The world of Otome games is tough for mobs. Yes, where that one was about the main character not being the main character. He's actually the the, the background character yeah. who's doing everything in the shadows for for the actual main characters. Mm-hmm. But this one is uh you don't do you you don't see what happens to no. you don't even you get know, dropped in yeah yeah you don't even know if it was she, a like, boy or a girl beforehand like it shows them in the hospital so it's like oh shit something they died and then they got put into the game that they like but she just kind of wakes up and is like where am i what am i doing who mm-hmm. am i what's going on here this looks familiar so the person finds out they they knew that they died in their old world yeah so the the plot for this one is they're going to manipulate the game. So, cuz the game, the story of the game is she's supposed to die no matter what. As long yeah. as when the demon lord comes to power, she dies. Yeah. Whatever you choose for her. So, she's like, I don't want to die again, so let me let me go make sure this guy doesn't become super mega evil. But uh in the beginning, the guy that she was supposed to be engaged with uh leaves her for a commoner girl. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. And then uh, she's just the rest of the the show is like her trying to slowly win over this Alucard looking bro. I was gonna say it's not Alucard that it reminded me of. It reminded me of like, and it's a thing that I see uh, a lot in anime. Anytime that they do like this guy's the Demon King and he looks human, he always just looks like Sephiroth. I guess. Yeah, it's always like the really, really long hair mm. in like a very similar style, the really pointy face, and that you know. And uh, th- this one I thought was funny. It's definitely the uh, comedy rom com thing going yeah. for it, which I like because you fight any idea of what the demon lord looks like was a dragon. So when he's like a vampire, bro, mm-hmm. she was immediately like, ah, oh, shit to fall in love and then she tells it to the vampire guy and then he strikes her with lightning because he's <laughs> like what the fuck that was basically his blush yeah he he recovers her and then his two like butlers one a human and i for sure we thought i thought he was gonna say incubi but he's like my demon bro even though it's like come on dude yeah it's not regular demon bro yeah that dude looks like he fucks yeah and then the the fucking human guy's giving him shit like Oh yeah, he zapped you with lightning because you made him blush, mm-hmm. and it's just a... it's like you made me feel things. Fuck you. Yeah, and then there's a little flower, like a a bouquet of not sprouting flowers. Yeah, next to him, and anytime that she's interacting, trying to win him over, like just keeps getting bigger and bigger. Mm-hmm. And again, the plot is her trying to seduce this dude. Yeah, it says tame, but it's more like fall in love. Yeah, so I don't die. She's trying to get him to fall in love with her, so yeah, so that way she won't. Which the the brief oh shit. The brief time that you see the other, like the main uh guy that you're supposed to fall for in the game, kinda of seems like a piece of shit. He he really does, yeah. So There's no like, point where he seems wh- like he's a why? okay dude. They, they did the thing where you gotta choose the good guy because he's the good boy. But you you can't choose the bad guy because he's a bad boy, even mm-hmm. though the the bad boy is the good guy and the the good guy is the bad boy. Yeah, I hate when they do that. They, I just they do the, the thing where it's like, oh, we're gonna make him a redeemable character by making the person we're comparing him to worse, and it's mm-hmm. like, no. They did the thing like in um, Vampire Diaries, 
I didn't watch that show. I watched that show because of Brittany. Mm-hmm. Where the bad, you like, you can't like the bad boy. You gotta like me, Stefan, the good boy. Oh and then God. she falls in love with the, the bad boy. And then the, the good boy goes into his, I'm a dark emo phase. And he starts eating vamp or killing people. Damn, who could have seen this coming? Not 13 year old girls. I guess. That's Probably not Fernanda. Mostly. <laughs> mostly targeted towards, yeah. <laughs> this one's all right. This is fine. Yeah. Give it like a seven. All three of these I felt were very safe. Like you can't you can't do bad and you can't do good for them. Yeah. They they what you're picturing is what you're getting. So the last one that we're gonna be talking Hold about. Hold on. Oh, that's right. Peralta. Peralta. Uh-huh. Plus I was yawning. Huh. Overall I give this like a like a solid uh, seven out of ten. Yeah. Recommend to Adrian. Yeah, probably. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Peralta, what does she say? The villain, whatever the long-ass title was called, was a part of my next life as a villainess. I watched that one while back, and I was confused if they were connected. I think she might have been thinking about the one that I'm saying. No. My next life as a villainess is a show. Uh-huh. That's a separate thing, but I guess she's saying that they're connected. I, I don't know. I didn't no. watch. I didn't was, watch the other one. Was this part of my life as? Oh, she's asking, was yeah. this part of it? I don't think so. But okay, yeah. But my next life as a villainess is a similar property. Yes. I watched that one a while back, and I was confused if they were connected. But either way, they are grown up now, and Elaine is aware of her life is a game, and and is now the villain of the story, to tame the final boss the dragon she asks the handsome demon lord to marry her and they build a relationship eileen's plans i'm pretty sure it was a different name but okay yeah pretty uh, sure it is eileen yeah uh to go then, then i probably read it wrong to go to the to the ball and the other girl cries to the demon lord cries to the demon lord but is a liar pretty funny red-haired girl leela is annoying af it clearly reminds me how Girls can be two-faced. Prince is an asshole, too. Like most egos, low-key abuse. Uh, premonition in the end will let me keep watching because I just want to know. It's a 7 out of 10 just because I watched the other series or something similar to it. Yeah. Yeah. The dude, the Prince dude. If this is a game that I was playing multiple times, I don't know what the fuck's wrong with the main character because... If you have to choose between the prince and the, this other demon guy as like your two male protagonists to yeah. choose to, to you know spoon with, that this prince guy does not have no redeeming qualities other than he's royalty. Yeah, guy's a real piece of shit. Oh, I'm tired. Uh, final one, Bochi the Rocker. Bochi the Rock. Yeah, the rock. It's about a girl who is a little bit of a shut in, doesn't have many friends. A little bit. A little bit of a social outcast. A little bit. But she winds up discovering an interest in guitar, gets really, really into it to the point where she gets pretty good at guitar, um, and then decides she wants to start a band with some of the girls at school who she and knows who also play instruments. They don't go to the same school. No. But I mean, that is essentially just the plot is she decides she wants to start a band. And yeah. so they start a band. 
and there's a character that she meets uh, where she's like, this girl's really cool. She was in this band. Um, I should ask her to be in our band and play guitar. And the girl's like, actually, I left the band because I can't play guitar. But can you teach me how to play guitar? And then uh, uh, Bochi's uh, too afraid to say no. So she says yes. And then she's like, what is the big problem? And then the other girl's like, oh, I keep trying to play it. And it keeps going, thwomp, 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 thwomp. And she's like, are you sure you didn't buy a bass? And she's like, I know what a bass looks like. Basses have four strings, not six. And then she opens it. And the girl's like, that's a six-string bass. Those exist. And then I assumed what was going to happen was she was going to be like, oh, I have discovered that I bought a bass. I'll practice with the bass and be a bassist. But no, she just sells that to start guitar as well. But it's just about a bunch of girls. Uh, it's a little comedy about a bunch of girls in a girl band, basically. A, a rock band, but all girls. I don't like this one. I liked it a lot. Though the animation was fine. I didn't like how I'm a introvert is my personality from the main girl. Yeah, but I mean, that is... It's not like that doesn't exist in real life. Like, that is a terrible personality. Like, that, that's, that's almost as bad as Persona is my favorite game as a personality. Those are both people that exist in like, real life. I I had a hard time continuing to watch the show. Other than, like, the, the two other girls yeah. were... I would have preferred the to watch them. The girl that eats weeds? The, the fucking... The, the I'm just a... I'm just a loner just like you in episode two. And then she's like, yeah, I like to go thrift, uh, secondhand clothes shopping yeah. and going to bookstores. And the main girl's like, oh, she's not like me. She likes being alone. She's lonely or she's a loner, not lonely like me. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I don't care about you. <laughs> Again, I don't find the personality is like, oh, I can't. I don't want to go out cruise. I, you know, I hung out with fucking Jose and Curtis all day. Mm-hmm. That's just too much social interaction. I need to go home and take a nap. Like I fucking hate that shit. Like I don't know those people like mm-hmm. that, and I just don't get it. Because yeah. to me, it's just like, how do you get tired from talking to strangers? Like unless you're having like real bad conversations. Like oh, you know what? I think I'm going to go home. You know, there's a lot of cringe for me for the day. I'm going to get skedaddling. No, I definitely get that way sometimes where, like, if I if I hang out with some people, it's just like, you know what? I think I would rather just be by myself right now. Like, I, I can't deal with this anymore. Like, I definitely, yeah, I've gotten that. Like, I can get that where it's just like, yeah, I don't like you. I'm not going to say anything. I'm just going to go. <laughs> I'm going to do Dude, something else. I do that else. so much. Like, I get that. But, yeah. again, the whole, her first time playing, she's like, let me go in this box mm-hmm. and let me play. And then she's like, I want to be a rock star because I saw Nickelback play on the TV and that gave me inspiration. And then she's like, yeah, I have 30,000 subscribers on YouTube. Mm-hmm. But then again, just the fact that that's just her character is I'm introverted. I can't talk to you. But I also think that that's the, the point because that's 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 plot and setup is girl no good talk people want be in band two things not work together must stop not wanting talk people in order to be good in band so i think it's just 
we were exaggerating the beginning point to make the the development of the character by the end much more stark and obvious is like this girl has to go from being someone who's like i don't want to talk to anybody i don't want to have to do any shit like leave me the fuck alone just go from there to what is essentially the completely opposite person in order to be successful at doing what she wants to do because i have a feeling that's going to be the crux down the road is yeah there are two people in that band actually three people in that band now who are perfectly fine with dealing with people really into music really like doing it now bochi is also really into music really likes doing it too but i have a feeling the sticking point down the road is going to be that that everybody else is basically ready for prime time except for her and so she's going to have to figure that out in order to get there so i think it is just an exaggerated like it's taking that kind of personality and then being like all right what can i put them in the worst situation for them to show how they would have to get out of it i feel like that's a bad thing the the fact that that's like the defining the, the trait for the main character for bochi is it's like a double-edged sword for it nowadays for sure for the target audience this is yeah it's gonna make a couple more kids a lot more cringe and it's just like i don't know if i want to see that because you know there's gonna be people who watch this and they're gonna be like hey that looks cute and quirky let me be like them and it's just like god damn it why why would you want to do that and then oh shit that and i don't think she's as invert Inver, uh, introverted yeah as she thinks because no from my understanding of that shit like you don't want to make new friends and homegirl does she just yeah. doesn't have the nerve to do it yeah generally speaking introverted because you are I, actually introverted you don't want to meet new people you mm-hmm. don't really want to talk to them you also don't want to do things that put you in the spotlight, the spotlight. and so Be- i think she very much is just she's lonely and mm-hmm. awkward and just doesn't want to try mm-hmm. it's it seems more it's like a fear of failure thing versus and and those that's the part of the show that i actually like when she's actually yeah. trying to do steps to to do to actually hang out with the girls yeah. and then there's the, a lot of the other times where it's just like ah shit i have to go to work let me give myself a cold yeah and it's just like why like how can you try to have like i want to be as popular as nickelback and then not put the steps to be as popular as Nickelback. That's what a lot of people do, though. Like it just I'd say, that's what most people do. Like it doesn't make sense to me. I would say most people go, "I want to do this thing, but not, not so much that I'm gonna put in the effort. So I'm gonna handicap myself so I have an excuse later." Mm-hmm. And again, this is just what bothers me because yeah. I definitely try to be a person who's like, "I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do this." Yeah. And then after that, it's like, I don't like this. And then I stop. Yeah. But at least I get to the point where it's like, this is where I can go down path A or down B, like with streaming. (laughs) You get to the point where you're like, I can make a career out of this. Do I want it? No. (laughs) The same with this, where it's just like, we're getting to a point where we might be getting ads. We might start doing shit. Mm -hmm. And it's like, do I want to? I don't know yet. I mean, do you remember? Hold on. This goes back to an earlier episode that we did with, was it? I think it was with Evie. I was talking to Evie about this specific thing, and it's something that happens a lot 
with a lot of content creators, with a lot of artists, with a lot of people who just have to work for themselves. You see a lot of people drop things as soon as they start to get any kind of success out of it because attempting things in a public space is kind of like a job interview. And at a certain mm-hmm. point, you have to say, is this the job I want to do? And so it's easy to fuck around and play games on stream when there's two or three people watching you that are your homies mm-hmm. and you're talking to them through Xbox and it's just a fun time. It's it's easy to uh, draw a bunch of comics and stuff when it's for your homies online. On Discord. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and then it's also, you know, it's it's easy to play music with your homies. You're just jamming. When you start getting attention from people you never intended on getting attention from, mm-hmm. and they start saying, hey, do more of this for me and I'll give you money, it turns into a job. And then you have to ask yourself, is mm-hmm. this a job I want? And that's the conversation me and Evie were having was but both of us have seen that happen. We've seen like artist friends of ours be like, okay, where they're starting to get more attention and then they just back away. They go dark for like mm-hmm. months. And it's not like, a, oh, they got to a certain point where they just had a mental break. No, they either consciously or subconsciously said, I don't want this job. What it what it's taking me, what the next step that it's going to have to take for me to go from where I'm at now to making it a career, it's too much of an investment for what I want right now. So, you know, I might be having fun doing a, a comic every, you know, every Saturday for shits and giggles. And then the moment I get so much attention that people are like, also throw in Wednesdays. You should do Wednesday comics. You're like, I don't know if I Wednesday's a big day for me. Tuesday's a big day for me too. I don't know if I want to do it. Mm-hmm. You know what? No. And and then you tend to kind of pull back further than where you were before. And so it sounds like maybe that's also what you have a tendency to do with that stuff is you start no i for the streaming the main reason i stopped is like i don't want to fucking do this that's what i'm saying is like you get to a certain point where it's like your decision was i i either continue to do this or i stop entirely Mm -hmm. whereas most people when they because most streamers just do it for their friends for fun like the ones we don't hear about make up the majority and most of those people are just people who just they get home at five and then they get on stream at like six, play a couple rounds of Call of Duty with some people, and then they go to bed. Mm-hmm. And they don't do that on a schedule. They might do that Tuesday and then Thursday and then Saturday and then the next week, Monday. And it's random because they're just doing it for fun. When that person starts to gain popularity, they start going, well, should I have to do it on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday? So I'm there Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday. Uh, and then now I'm getting more attention. And then, fuck, I got to start doing videos and blah, 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 blah. They get to the point where they have to make a decision. They don't go back to just doing it randomly. They stop entirely. Mm-hmm. So it seems like that is also kind of that is kind of what you did with streaming, where you were like, "I'm doing it randomly. I don't do it anymore now that I got to a certain point," which isn't a bad thing. It's what most yeah, people do. Say, I think the difference is that I, to me, the difference for that is I. Got to see it. I experienced yeah. it, and I was like, "Yep, yeah, no, I don't want to do this. I don't want to." Well, that's what I'm saying. I think that's the, what the... most people yeah. are doing. I don't think they're they're. I don't think they're getting to a certain point and going, "It's too much effort" or "It's scary." I think they're getting to a certain point where they go, "Okay, I'm recognizing that if I continue with this, I'm making it a job, and I kind of have to keep doing it, and it's mm. not the job I want to do." 
This was for fun. So I'm going to do something else. And that was something me and Evie were talking about on that episode. Like, if you go back and listen to it, we're talking about friends that we know of who, like, did that. And some of those friends just stopped producing things entirely because getting to that point usually meant them ramping up a little bit and then being like, you know what? I don't like doing this. Mm -hmm. And then maybe even making the decision, you know what? I just don't like posting shit. Or even I just don't like drawing anymore. Like, it could be that too. Some people will draw a thing for 15 years and then go, I'm done and and never pick it up again. So, you know. Mm. And it's just people deciding this isn't the job I want. It's not for me. It's not a bad thing. It's just, it is, I think, the most common reason why people tend to drop off is just they decide it's not the job for them. Which, who knows? That's the <laughs> That could be where Bochi goes in the future down the road. Yeah, but... I didn't like this one. I didn't dislike it. I just don't like how I just didn't like how they were trying to make the I'm introverted like a cute quirky thing when it's just like it's not a, a trait people should really yeah want to have. But I don't know because I'm not introverted. So I'm gonna I'm gonna keep it a buck fifty. Uh, a day ago when I continued to watch Bochi because I'm on like episode six. I tweeted out, Bochi the Rock is a perfect anime. Uh, I like where it's going. Big fan. I would probably give it like a like a 9 out of 10. I'd give this one like a solid like 6.5. I give it I give it a solid 9, maybe a generous 10, but solid 9. Recommend it to I think Vince would like it a lot. I think Jacob would like it a lot. I think Adrian would like it a lot. I feel like Jacob and Adrian would benefit from seeing someone trying to do something and not and actually go and committing with yeah. it. Because from what I know for both of them is they can do the thing. They just either don't have the drive or the confidence to do the fucking thing they want to do. I mean, to Adrian's credit. <laughs> That that fucking book he's been sending me pieces of over the last like two years, he's solidly into that. Mm-hmm. That's a, if he finishes, that's gonna be kind of a kind of a big book. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like he will tell me from time to time, like, oh yeah, I've been written in like a couple of weeks, and it's just like, yeah, stop being a bitch. Yeah, it's like fucking finish it. Take thirty minutes out of your day. Piece of shit. <laughs> Write two or three and sentences. Not, and you get at a me. better pace. Yeah. It's not even me trying to be a dick. It's just like, bro, you're fucking there, bro. Yeah. You're edging yourself, fucking. <laughs> God damn it, you son of a bitch. <laughs> you're edging all of us with you. Fucking stop it. Either drop it or finish it, bro. <laughs> and then the same with Jacob with his drawings. Yeah. And it's like, you you post yeah. every now and then. And then you fucking stop, you fucking bitch. Yeah, Jacob, every once in a while, like, oh, especially when he had Twitter, he would, like, text me, like, a screenshot being like, oh, shit, my my drawing's blowing up. And then I'll look, and it'll have, like, a hundred retweets. It'll have, like, 4,000 people who have, like, liked it and, like, a bunch of conversation. And then he wouldn't follow it up with anything. He'd not post a goddamn thing for like four months. Mm-hmm. And it's like, bro, you kidding me? Fuck if one of my things took off that big, you bet your ass I'm following it up with mm-hmm. with another thing like the next day. 
And I think I'm that's continuing that the thing about what you brought up earlier with you and Evie. Like that's the thing that I don't understand is, and I feel like that's where I'm different. Where like I yeah I did the streaming and then yeah. I stopped. Is people who are like they they try to do it again and they try to catch the lightning in the bottle and it's like. What's not working? And it's like, well, I don't know, fucking dickhead. What the fuck did you do last time that was yeah. working? Why didn't you follow up? And like, oh, you know, the time wasn't right. Uh, it was my my moon cycle was off. You know, the fucking crabs were telling me no. Yeah. But then they tried to do it again, and that's what fucking irks me. It's just like you you get like the Eminem song. You get the you get the one shot. The thing is, I don't even think you get one shot because I've yeah, seen no. this happen a yeah. bunch. It's just sometimes. <laughs> People, they do a thing, right? Like they, like I'm gonna keep keep talking again from an art perspective because that's just what I know. Um, there are people that I know of where they'll draw like a, a comic series, a short comic series of like nine of them, uh, and it'll be like two anthropomorphized characters from Pokemon. Uh, they're working at the McDonald's together or whatever, and it's like, oh, what would life be like with these people? And then they stop doing stuff for a while. They fall off a little bit. They go, I gotta come up with some new thing, and then they go. What happens if Spyro the Dragon works at McDonald's? And then you're like, how is that your takeaway? Your takeaway from the... Th you looked at the thing that you made before that got popular. And you went McDonald's. <laughs> McDonald's is the thing that made it popular. And not the fact that you wrote a solidly decent romantic comedy. Mm -hmm. And you didn't go, let me follow that up with a solidly decent romantic comedy. Mm -hmm. You went McDonald's. I got to go for the McDonald's money here. Yeah. And see, that's like when you guys are talking about like, I just don't get it. And that's why I don't put myself in that same part or group of people who are like, yeah, yeah I stopped doing the shame things. Like, no, I don't want to do it anymore. And that's it. I don't I don't think to myself or tell you guys like, damn, you know, it could be I could yeah. be playing with Dr. Disrespect right now if yeah. I didn't stop. No, this is a conscious like, no, I don't want to do it. But I mean, that was really. The point of what me and Evie were talking about mm -hmm. was it it wasn't the people who, who had it, lost it, and then tried to get it again. It was the people who kept accidentally grabbing a hold of it. They weren't trying mm -hmm. to. They just – they would start to get attention because what they did was good. And then they were like, no, 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 I don't want to do this as a job. This is for fun for me. Mm -hmm. They'd back off a little bit. They'd, they'd do it again and then find themselves in that position again of like – I'm doing this for me. I got to keep telling these people no. And then some people just go, you know what? No, I don't like this thing at all. I'm going to go mm. be a carpenter or yep. uh, something else. And then let's see. To finish this up, Peralta says, uh, Hirori seeks to to be in a band because it is uh, a it's thriving with introverts. Three years later, she'd be killing it alone. Then randomly gets asked to be a sub for a band. Her social anxiety is relatable and her playing in a box was funny. Her definition of lonely versus loner is something I can relate to as well. That's also what brought up. I can relate to it as well. Itori makes a, uh, makes a friend, Kita, and she was missing the guitarist. Ideally, this slice of life is entertaining and just... I just feel for Hitori trying real hard to get out of her shell. It is a 7 out of 10 will likely continue. Speaking on one part that she brought up, which was the distinction between lonely versus lone, mm -hmm. um, it reminded me of, I don't know, did you ever watch the live-action Tick series? Not the Amazon one, but the old one? No. With uh, um, the guy who played David Putty in Seinfeld. The guy who plays Joe Swanson. He also played Kronk. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I... Patrick Warburton. There we go. Mm -hmm. um, 
he plays the tick in that one and there's a character the tick has always had like a, a sidekick not a sidekick uh, another superhero friend that was based off of Batman in the comics and in the cartoons, it was Deflator Mouse, but they couldn't, there was a rights issue when they did the live action one. So they changed him to a Hispanic guy who uh, presents himself as a bat and he calls himself Batman well, which is great. But at a certain point, he has a similar conversation about explaining the difference because someone asks him, because he's constantly striking out with women. They ask him like, aren't you lonely? And he goes, no. I am lone. Yeah, he says, lonely is an unfortunate circumstance. Lone is an aesthetic choice. Mm-hmm. And when I was watching the show and she brings that up, that's mm-hmm. the only thing that popped into my head was like, I've heard this before in a different yeah. way. Mm-hmm. And th- and I agree. There is a difference between like, yeah, yeah. I fucking, I can have friends, but I like to be yeah. by myself compared to I have no friends, so I have no choice to be. Yeah. Because I definitely... I think most of us are people who... I wouldn't necessarily say prefer being by ourselves, but are perfectly fine being mm-hmm. by ourselves. Yeah, I have no problem going to the restaurant seat by myself. I don't have no problem yeah. going to the movies doing shit See, by myself. See, that's the thing for me. I can go to... I oddly enough, a... I can sit in a booth at a restaurant and eat by myself, not feel a goddamn thing. The movie theater, for some reason, I'm always like, ah, I kind of have to go with somebody. I, and I don't know why... You're in a fucking movie. You're not talking to any- You're fucking sitting in a dark room no, uh, with Fernanda, other people. Fernanda, I, I think, uh, hasn't had a pretty good explanation as to why she thinks I do. Not because of the experience of watching the movie, but she says every time that her and I are done watching a movie, as soon as we walk out, I don't shut the fuck up. I, I We start talking about the movie, mm-hmm. and I get, get really detailed about it, and so- her theory was I probably don't like going to the movie theater by myself because uh, as soon as I leave the theater, I can't do any of that. And I have to I would probably have to be like, yo, have you guys seen blah, blah, blah yet? No. So I can share what I feel about it. And now you know how it feels every time I read One Piece of My Hero. That's just all the time. Just feeling like you're in a chastity belt the whole time. No, I just I can't be like, this was the craziest shit, right? Yeah. Because no one's caught up. Yeah, because I wait huge periods of time before I figure out what's going on in One Piece again. Yeah. Fucking CJ's like, I'm in Fishman Island. And I was like, that's cool. Like, he's still going to take him a bit to catch up, though. Yeah. But overall, the Bochuan, that was okay. The the two backup characters, background characters, fucking liked. I oh, they prefer- get really good. I would prefer if the story was them and the main character was the background character. But I feel every, like it makes more sense with them as the background characters. And then every now and then, you know, she'll do something and then they just interact. I just don't like the I'm an introvert as a personality because I just find it annoying. But no, I, I, I like this one a lot. Uh, I'm going to keep watching it because I've been watching not, it. It's pretty good. Uh, also, solid contender for uh, best anime intro for the year. Solid contender. That is a good like that. That is a good enough song that if it like if that were one of the things Jacob played when he plugged his phone into my car, I wouldn't be mad. <laughs> I'm usually mad. I wouldn't be mad about that. I prefer that over any Tyler the Creator song he puts on. Yeah, I don't think Tyler the Creator is good. <laughs> but that's it for the episode. Yeah, that's it for the episode. You can find us at knockupapod.com. Uh, you can also check out our Patreon, where we have some exclusive content there. 
Uh, also, patreon.com slash Nakamapod. You can find us on Instagram at Nakamapod. You can find us on TikTok at Nakamapod. No, at the Nakama Podcast, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's pretty much it. Yep. Bye. Bye.